Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. With me today is Lisa Tahir. She's an author, psychotherapist, podcast host, artist, and the founder of Psychoastrology. Her book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness, was endorsed by His Holiness the Dalai Lama, who said about it, As a student of Buddhist science, I have great confidence in the role empathy and forgiveness play in human development. The Karen effect will be of interest to many and will greatly benefit readers. Wow, what an endorsement. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to Back to Basics. Leticia, thank you so much for having me on Back to Basics. This is such a delight for me. Hi, it was going to be a delight for me too, because there's so much in the research I've done about you that I say, oh my God, I, I didn't know about that. And, and even even I asked you about the, the title of your book, which we'll get to it, but First thing first, tell me about Lisa, the origin story of Lisa. Where are you from? What was your upbringing like? And if you ever thought this is what you will be doing when you were an adult, writing books and, and, and inspiring others and, and really uh, getting into psychotherapy to begin with. This is such a good question, Leticia. And I am originally born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I live there for 43 years. And seven years ago, on my 43rd birthday, I woke up and realized almost in a panic, I want to live somewhere else also. And I had the awareness that if I waited till I was older, I might not ever do it because it seemed like it could take a lot of energy to reestablish oneself in another city. And I had some opportunities, some doors open for me to come out to Los Angeles and kind of check it out. I love the beach and the mountains. You can be in snow or sand in the same day. And I decided to start living part-time in Los Angeles. It's been seven years now. I just turned 50. And it's been, thank you. It's been such a journey to really push myself beyond my own beliefs, my own thoughts around who I am and what I can have and even exploring more of my own personal happiness. I, growing up, I'm from a half Pakistani, half American Irish family. And while my family, I loved, and I still love the multicultural components and the traditions of Islam mixed with being raised half Irish and an Episcopalian, there was also a lot of restriction put upon me as a female. And in the culture of Islam and my family coming from Pakistan, first I'm first generation, there was a lot of kind of being dictated to me, like some limita- limiting beliefs, which I didn't know at the time, Leticia, but I realize now they shaped kind of who I thought I could be and what I could have. And as I somehow 43 was really this pivotal moment where I started to realize I get to choose 
I get to choose where I live and who I am. And I just really wanted to rock it out and explore it. So in my book, I talk about coming to Los Angeles, not able to afford at the time two residences. So I found an office where the owners allowed me to live in the office on a pullout couch. And I showered three miles away at a gym and I rented a car when I was there and my car was like a closet. It had my luggage and my clothing and makeup. And I'd get up early before people came to the office and go to the gym to get ready. (laughs) And it was like, and I did this for almost two years and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing on one hand? And on the other hand, it was so exciting to really think outside of the box. And I share that story with our listeners because I am sure that someone listening has a dream, has a desire, and it just sounds so out there like this did for me. And I didn't tell anyone I was even going to LA to look for an office and just to, you know, see if this is for me. And in a matter of four days, I signed a year long lease and, you know, people kind of thought I was out of my mind (laughs) when I, you know, when I came home, but I actually was in my best mind. And so I encourage you listening to whatever degree you're able start to progressively live that dream. If it's researching, Googling, And then notice the doors that open and start to step through them and know that fear, feeling anxious is part of the process. But the other side of that coin is also excitement and curiosity. So to really kind of stretch into that. Wow, that's already like, oh my God, that's a wrap. You gave all the best advice. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. That's those are the com- this is why I do the podcast for these kind of conversations where you know you're interweaving so well your life and where you come from with you know brave decisions you made and and there's so much there. Would you consider because I know that you had like a formal education, would that path that you follow would you consider now I'm curious that was dictated by your family or what they wanted to do or that was something that you kind of followed that passion that way? I definitely followed my passion and went contrary to my family being in medicine, a lot of doctors in my family, and I knew I wasn't here to be a doctor. And I've always been drawn to helping people feel better. And even when I was five years old, Leticia, my family found a little hand scribbled note I wrote saying, I want to be a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, that's kind of hilarious for a five-year-old. And on the other hand, now that I am a therapist, if a client told me that, I'd be like, that's a little concerning that your (laughs) five-year-old wants to be a a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. But since my mom was a psychiatric nurse, those terminologies were thrown around in my household. And I knew enough as a young person to know some things going on in my family, they weren't quite right. They weren't quite healthy. And I didn't have all the words for, you know, things that I subsequently experienced And just my life kind of led me to counseling, to therapy, to getting my master's in social work. I started therapy as a client at age 21 because I knew I lacked some skills around relationships and managing my emotions coming from a family where one parent had an addiction and my emotional needs were neglected. And so I took that into my adolescence, neglecting myself and turning to drug use early on to manage my emotions. And, And a part of me knew this isn't healthy. This isn't the way. And so therapy has really helped me as a person to evolve and grow. And I knew, Leticia, like, this is what I want to do. So I feel so happy and grateful to be a therapist and lead you listening 
you know, so many people in their own healing journey to really becoming like who we came here to be and who we want to be because we get to decide. Yeah. That's, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that's a uh, very, very powerful th And Thanks for asking, but I, I am with you. I think that, uh, and that's why the advice you gave very early on to the audience, that's why I do this podcast because I am the kind of person that usually has these conversations with people. And I've yeah. always, I always say, I like to make the impossible happen. I, I like to that. prove that the impossible is possible, you know? Yes. And, and uh, you know, I met my husband on Match.com 16 years ago, and, and my audience wow. knows this story. But when I started doing that, I, I didn't even believe that maybe I would find, you know, the right person for me there. But just the, the, the fact that I was open to it, and I explored with curiosity, as you said. You know, mm -hmm. I think, and, and be open to the doors that are right there in front of you. But yes. some people are so scared, they don't even want to get close to the door or even acknowledge there's a door. So I definitely think that there's something within us that once you activate it, then it pushes you to be the best version of yourself. I think so too, Leticia. And I think it pushes you and pulls you that even that that person you referenced who, you know, might be in so much fear and uncertainty and almost and kind of paralyzed by that, which is what sometimes happens to us. Even having that awareness that you're feeling that way is a step in your right direction to just acknowledge I'm I'm so scared I can't even move is is a step in the direction of like pulling you forward towards towards your most deep desires. And I think that's a good point if you're out there in that spot to reach out to a healing practitioner, someone to help support you in your journey, because these pain point moments, as I think of them, you know, there's such deep excitement underneath that fear and pain and, and even like not knowing your next step, like it's there. And it's just a matter of sometimes we all need some guidance to, to move through things and changes. I totally, totally agree. And so that's, you know, there's so much I could talk to you about. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the juicy stuff. I definitely want to know about, uh, you are the founder of psycho, uh, you, you say it, you're going to say psycho astrology. Psycho astrology. Yes. I'm so curious by that because, you know, I've always been uh, very curious about astrology and mm -hmm. I don't follow much, but I did when my my kids were born. I, I did the birth chart for them and I have the yeah. book and I have my yes. book and I don't, I don't read it that much, but for whatever reason, something inside of me says there's something here, the exact position of the planets, the day you were born and the hour. I mean, I, I'm so intrigued. So tell me about it. I am too, Leticia. And for me, astrology is this beautiful map a blueprint of, like you just said, where the stars and planets and comets and these heavenly celestial bodies are, like a snapshot of when you're born. And it really, for me, illuminates potential patterns, potential strengths and weaknesses that we have. The, the potential, again, because we have free will to embody, to experience, to live into or say no to in our in our life journey. And I come to this work as a psychotherapist and I started to see this really beautiful interplay between our natal astrology, as you talked about the birth chart and our personal psychology. So that's what psychoastrology simply is. It's where those two worlds meet in your own life. And for me, my expertise is in the astrological placement of the minor planet slash comet, it has both designations in astronomy called Chiron, 
C-H-I-R-O-N. And, you know, when you go to the doctor and there is that staff of medicine, the snakes that are intertwined on the staff, Mm -hmm. it was so cool to learn that that staff was given to Asclepius by the Greek centaur Chiron. Mm. And in Greek mythologies, Chiron was the founding father of the healing arts of pharmacy, of botany, of therapy at that time in this mythological world. And he tutored, you know, some of our biggest known mythological healers and gave the staff of medicine as a symbol of healing to Asclepius, who he tutored. And so, you know, I was like, okay, wow, this is a cool story. And as I kind of leaned in more to the astrological component, Chiron, this this comet, this minor planet is in a sign, just like, you know, your sun sign, like what's your sun sign? I don't know. I told you I have my birth chart. Okay. I don't know. It. Well, cool. Well, so many of you listening might know your sun sign. You're an Aries or a Libra oh. or a Scorpio. Oh, the sun is like the month where you were born. That, I, that, yeah. This is how little I know. I say I'm no, fascinated, okay. but I'm a Virgo. <laughs> you're a Virgo. Okay. So yes, you're Virgo. So yes, you're Virgo sun. And then some of you might know your rising sign. Some of you might know where your moon is. Well, Chiron is like that. Chiron is in Aries or Taurus or Gemini or Aquarius or Pisces. And that placement gives you illumination into an area of your life that you feel vulnerable. And I see this on a spectrum, Leticia. Vulnerability is on one side. And then on the other side, it's up to and including deep core wounding, like traumas that you might have experienced, like neglect like abandonment, like abuse. And so, you know, all of us are on this spectrum of this area of our lives where we feel like not good enough. We might need to hide this part of ourselves or edit it. It's not the first thing you're going to lead with and telling someone about yourself. And you can even feel some shame around this aspect or area of your life and personality. And it, it could be something like, you know, you're outwardly successful. People are like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. But inside of yourself, you never quite feel like you're good enough. And it's like this achievement and performance wheel of of achieving and doing more to try to feel better about yourself. But a lot of you listening knows that doesn't work, you know, and so Chiron will help you know exactly which vulnerability, which area of wounding it is to focus your efforts on to support yourself. So in my book, I give you five or six takeaway steps that you can take right now. Like for instance, Chiron and Aries, which speaks to a core wounding and your sense of your value and worth. And so for a person like this is that personality I described. You're typically outwardly successful, yet inwardly you feel like it's hard to even credit yourself for your accomplishments. It's like you receive an award, you write a book, and then it's like, oh my gosh, what's next? Like you don't let yourself take in. The, the goodness of that, just the deliciousness, the, oh, like, you know, this is like awesome. And so I suggest that you start to veer away from performance-based love and take up practices like meditation, like going out into nature, doing some things for enjoyment that don't require you to do anything. It's more about allowing life to come to you. And it can be really challenging when you're used to being a doer 
So I'm just going to pause to check in if this is making sense. Absolutely. I'm like taking notes like crazy, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good. Yes, yes. I think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. And uh, I don't know uh, where I read, but it's kind of like the inner game versus the outer game and like oh, who like you that. are to in the outside, but your inner game is completely different and they yes. and they're not aligned. So to me, everything you're saying is like how you align both so that you, so that you can feel good about what's happening on the outside and on the inside at the same time. That's so beautifully spoken. And it reminds me, Leticia, of an exercise in therapy I've done with, with clients who were children. It's called Inside Outside Face. And you can even do this at home with your own kids. You ask them to draw a picture of how they feel on the inside about themselves. And then you ask them to draw a picture of what they you know, their outside face, like how people, you know, see them or, you know, and, and sometimes there's a difference, like you're saying, a misalignment. And as adults, we carry this inside and outside face. And I believe that we're happiest when we really align those two selves. And it can be scary. It can be hard to be that transparent and vulnerable. And you might not do it with everyone in every place in your life, you know, like you might have to have some boundaries, but I'm, I hope, you know, many of us have a few, even one person you feel safe with, and it might even just be with yourself. So to be transparent and honest with yourself about you, and that's a start into authenticity. I love it. And I definitely am. I'm sure that a lot of people right now are resonating with everything you're saying. And again, there's so much, I mean, on the book, I definitely want to read it because it sounds like there's so much knowledge there. I know you work also with people one-on-one. I do. And and that's, I do. that's exciting because I'm sure a lot of people are asking, oh my God, how, how do I do this? And so to know and that it's going to be on the show notes. And, and I know also that you are a fellow podcaster. So I want to make sure to share with my audience that you have a podcast called All Things Therapy. I do. And uh, I'm a fan already. So I, I have to subscribe and start listening. And uh, But tell us about the podcast. Thank you. You know, much like you said earlier, Leticia, in our time, having this kind of conversation with you is like one of the most exciting things in my life. Cause it's like, you know, we're really like bypassing all the BS of a lot of social interactions and getting to the heart of what's important to us. And for me, that's like, brings me such deep happiness and my podcast, all things therapy, the mission is centered around changing consciousness, one conversation at a time just like you and I are doing. And I believe that we leave a little legacy in each of our conversations, you know? And so just to be mindful of that can help your conversations be richer and more meaningful and to try to have, you know, at least once a week, a conversation that really lights you up. You know, ideally it'd be every day, but I know for me every day, I'm not having that kind of conversation, but it's a goal, a desire. I'd really love to have conversations like this every day because it's, it's really what changes our our consciousness and opens us to new possibilities. Absolutely. You couldn't have said more. I still say, and I've shared this many times, but it just happens every day almost or every other day when people ask me, why do you do the podcast? Like, mm. you know, because I'm in telecommunication. So it's something so different from why people, yeah. many people engage in podcasting. I don't sell anything on this podcast. I just have, you know, conversations with inspiring people. That's my main goal, but mostly because of what you said, it fills me up. It fills my mm -hmm. cup. 
And I know that if only one person listening out there feels the same way, I feel already like what you say, you're leaving a, a little legacy. You're giving someone a little push to do something that maybe they weren't brave enough, or I'm just bringing these incredible guests that they didn't know about, or I didn't even know about. And now I, I have a new resource to me and I can, I know where to go to if I need, you know, guidance in, in anything related to what you just shared with us. Thank you. And I agree with what you're saying, that this is something you do to fill your own cup. And for myself as well, I, I had to work through getting past, say, looking at metrics and numbers and comparing myself to podcasts, you know, with like millions and millions of downloads. And of course, I, I desire millions and millions of downloads because it means more people are being touched and reached. But that's not my focus. My focus is like being with you right now and being with each guest each week or sharing a solo show about my own thoughts. And so I think, you know, more purpose driven and any of you listening, even this is such a wonderful time to start a podcast. It's so accessible and what you say matters. And so to take that risk, it's helped me grow so much as a person to just get out there and do this. And I get to meet people like you that I never would have met. And it's like just the best thing in life. Absolutely. I, I always feel so excited about how, you know, I was in a business called earlier today and people were talking about how you extend your networking and who have you met. And to me now that it has such a different meaning. I'm like, I don't want to meet people because of work and because what they're going to bring to me for work. I want to meet mm -hmm. people for who they are, yes. regardless of what they do for a job. Of course, I still have a company to run. There's connections that are important to my of business. Course. But I have already, well, I think I've always had that, that I've transcended. Like, I don't see the person with the title and the name of the company they represent. That's not yes. how I see the person. I see the human being. And I, I see that. someone that's going through the same thing that I'm going through or with, you can connect. You know, I always tell people out there, you can connect with anybody, because we all have the basic needs. We all want to feel love. We are yes. all afraid of something. We all go through experiences that are so bond, such bonding experiences. And for whatever reason, we're choosing to be reactive. We are choosing to be different. We're choosing to focus on what separates us rather than what unites mm. us. So beautifully said. Yeah. And so that's kind of, you know, what I think our whole goal as human beings should be looking for what unite me to another person, not what separates me. And I talk about those themes of connection in my book, The Chiron Effect, just like you're saying. And it's through empathy, having empathy for yourself, forgiving yourself for so many things that we harbor layer upon layer of judgment towards ourselves about. And it's through that process that I believe we're really able to embrace what forgiveness is as a progressive technique, a progressive action for others. And I love what you said, and it's definitely centered upon noticing how we're more alike and similar rather than different. And it really does come down to a few core needs around acceptance and being seen and heard and loved. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic and I'm a practicing Catholic, but I'm a big fan of Buddhism too, I have to say. Oh, yeah. And I've yeah. read all the Dalai Lama books. So I, I mean, kudos to you to get that Thank endorsement on, on your book. I know that that's amazing. But, you know, the Buddhism and the Dalai Lama, I know is big, big, big. And of course, the Pope and all the religions, but they're big yeah. on finding that common thing with the other human being. 
you know? Yes. Where I think Christianity is more like do to others what, uh, how you treat others like how you would want to be treated. But I, I find that Buddhism plays a lot of emphasis on put, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yes. Try, try to live with empathy. Try to feel what they're feeling. Absolutely. That's very powerful. It is powerful. Yes. And that's on a spectrum, that ability to empathize with others' experience. And sometimes I think what makes that hard for us is because we feel like if I feel, you know, if I feel into someone else's experience, it's going to minimize or diminish my own. And that's that doesn't have to be the case. It can actually, seeing things from different vantage points can help you actually feel better about whatever has happened. And it doesn't negate your own experience. It just adds to it. Absolutely. I think that's uh, the abundance mindset, right? Yes. That, that we, we are trained to think that that we there's scarcity. So if I give this to the other person, there's less for me rather than if right. I give, there's more for both because now we are compounding. Thank you for that. Yes. We are compounding our value rather than diminishing our value. Absolutely, yes. So that's fantastic. And of course, I also admire that you are a big giver. You have a nonprofit that's called the Yes Foundation. I do, Leticia. And that's something I started over 10 years ago. And it's it's in its infancy. I have the 501c3 status. And it's something just kind of on the back burner. It's, it's my deep desire to... I, I love glass art as a hobby for myself. Mm-hmm. I've been a glass artist and... I noticed that people in wheelchairs with disabilities aren't able to access going into what's called the hot shop and blowing glass or casting glass. And my my bachelor's degree is in rehabilitation counseling, working with people with disabilities. And I thought, how cool if I could help, you know, create something for people in wheelchairs to blow glass and cast glass. So the Yes Foundation centers around that goal. And I also invented and have a patent on a modified workbench for people in wheelchairs to blow glass and cast glass. And so it's kind of sitting there like I had a prototype built and I donated it to a glass studio in New Orleans, Louisiana called Yaya Artists. And I would love some help if anyone out there wants to help with some programming, sending people. I'm not sure actually what to do next, but it's kind of like it's not. it is one of the things I'd really love to leave in the world is so people can access glass. It brings me such joy to make art. And I just want others to have that experience if they're interested. Wow, that's that's absolutely fantastic. I'll try sharing that link too. Thank to, you. To the studio and, uh, you know, just giving back and doing what you love and helping others. I mean, I cannot imagine anything more fulfilling. So obviously you have a lot of stuff going on. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that excites you that you're looking forward to a dream or something you want to share? Well, I would definitely love going back to something you were saying a few moments ago about I work individually and with with individuals and couples. And I'd love to offer your listeners 50% off a first time session to work with me. If they just mention your name or Back to Basics podcast, you can email me, Lisa at NOLA Therapy, or book online through my website and just include in the message that, you know, you found out about my work through you, Leticia, and I'm happy to give half off a session or a 30-day psychoastrology intensive is just a thank you and a gift for connecting with your listeners today. And I'm actually excited about really helping people through, you know, my book and 
having a more streamlined way, for lack of a better term at the moment, of how to just focus on kind of like one area that you might have patterns around and like focus your healing efforts, your affirmations, your your self-care around this one area. I find that it just kind of simplifies and demystifies of all the things that we have to choose from in our healing, just to really, this is like the main area to boost yourself up in. And I really want to reach more people doing that for themselves and each other. Well, that that's amazing. And I thank you on behalf of anybody listening. It's, uh, I guess I'm moving up the ranks. I get people like you, like being so generous to the audience and, and offering sessions. But I, I think, you know, that a lot of people minimize the power of therapy, the power of talking to, to people, to coach right. you through certain situations. And uh, I always say we spend so much time on the gym exercising. Again, we exercise in the out part, the outer yes. part of us, but yes. then we don't exercise and we don't self-care the inner part of us that is the most important one. And And I think that what you offer and just having someone giving you some different perspective and vision into who you are and maybe other things that we have never considered is very powerful. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So my last question on all my podcasts is, of course, other than everything you've shared, which is a lot and you do a lot, is there anything else that you do that makes you tick? Like in the times where you're feeling down, where you're feeling really that you lost connection to what's important yeah. And is there anything you do that you say, ah, yes, this is what I'm meant to be doing right now? You know, I do, Leticia, and the, the two things that come to mind when I am experiencing those emotions is I take myself for a walk without any headphones, without any music or even my phone, and just walk in an area that I find to be pretty and just ask the universe to help me you know, kind of turn it over. And I walk until I start to feel a shift you know, in my emotions and my heart, like if I'm feeling, you know, upset or blocked or just, you know, not well, I just kind of walk until I feel like I'm really able to experience like a slight shift, you know, and I, I'm reaching for new thoughts, like help me think something I've never thought before. And just for me walking, you know, can really help get our energy flowing, our thoughts flowing. I don't know if that's been your experience and that with meditation. And I'll just let myself cry when I need to in a meditative state, a guided meditation on YouTube or some gentle music and just kind of allow myself to be with that emotion and ask like, what information do you have for me? And just learning to go more easy with myself. I think that's something we can all in some way experience, like just being going more easy with yourself. Wow. No, that's uh, very powerful. I agree with you. And you'll be surprised how many people have said walking, like people like you that are passionate about arts or music, and they have other things that are big passions of theirs. But when, yeah. because we speak about it during the podcast, and then they say they have to think about what else, where, what else do I do? What else makes me take a lot of people say walking in nature? I think that has been the most like a uh, common response. And I, and I agree. And, and you said something important because like you, I'm someone that is always listening to a podcast or like, I always feel that time to information, right. but sometimes when I walk, I do feel that need to say, don't, don't put any information into your ears. Just listen to yourself. You need to listen. Yes. We need, we need to listen. Yes. yes. Listen to yourself because I know in those times I start I start talking to my inner voice. Like I, I hear myself talking 
when I have nothing else. But it has to. It's, it's after a while that I've been without any any distractions or any other content for a while that I finally, oh, I'm talking to myself. And that's, it's a good place to be. It is. So, well, I, I thank you so much, Lisa. I mean, it's been fantastic. Thank you for your generosity and your time and your wisdom. And I love everything you're doing. And, and, and I'm really grateful for, for your presence. Thank you. I appreciate you and what you're doing too and how approachable and and well-spoken you are in putting these thoughts into expression. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And to everybody until a new episode of Back to Basics. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.